Good morning. Thanks for joining us online. I have to tell you that defining moments are happening all around us. And we, we, we've had some defining moments in the past week. And really, as a church, we were full steam ahead for a re-entry. Coming back to, to church on July 5th was the plan with all kids, families, all of us coming back together. Those who felt like their, their immune system was ready for that. Uh, we were hoping to have a, a large return of many of us worshiping together and uh, a, a spike in, in some of the numbers and the county putting some new restrictions. We, we felt like, although it's not what we want, it's not what we're excited about, we felt like the best thing to do for us as a church was to put a, a pause on our plans. But I have to tell you, defining moments are happening all over the place. One one young lady emailed me and said, I was so excited to come back on July 5th. I was going to get baptized on July 5th. God's been doing a work in my heart. And she said, even though we're not coming back on July 5th, I'm, I'm not going to wait. I'm getting with my small group leader. It's going to be on Facebook soon. Check it out. And defining moments are, are really happening around us all the time. And Jesus, Jesus does not jump out of the pages of the Bible into our life. Jesus is the Bible. He is the Word, and the Word is alive. We get to encounter Jesus in some defining moment ways, and I think this is what we need right now. And I, I, I know that my heart continually needs this, and this series has been perfect for the, the season of turbulence that we have been in because defining moments are happening all around us. I'm excited to share some of those stories with you here in these few moments together. We've been looking at Jesus interacting with people, and for, for this defining moment with Jesus, there's a little bit of a twist on it. Um, there's a little bit of a, a difference in how he, he has a defining moment with a couple of people. In, in, the, in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8 really begins this incredible kind of display of power that Jesus is displaying. He's healing people. There's a major buzz in his ministry. All, all, all conversations up to this point of, that we've looked at have kind of been Jesus face-to-face and knee-to-knee with the person. But in Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 13, we see Jesus once again meeting us in defining moments in, in the life of a, a Roman soldier, a centurion. It says this in verse 5, When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home, paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? I, 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 first, I just want to acknowledge the fact, if we kind of pause here in, in, this, in this story, in the life of Christ as it lays out, that Jesus is quick. Many people think Jesus isn't quick. I think Jesus actually is action-oriented in our life. When we come to him and we say, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, or I'm coming on behalf of a friend that's stuck, there's paralysis in my life, I'm paralyzed in a situation, Jesus is quick in, in coming to us in defining moments. It's, it's our perception of how he encounters us that needs a new filter. Jesus didn't say, I've got some classes I want you to take on holiness. And the centurion comes and says, I've got someone I love, and they're not doing well. Jesus says, can I come heal them? Jesus doesn't say to them, um, you know, would you just sing to me for a little bit? Let's just start a song service, and I just want you to praise me for a while. Or I, I want to see a really good long track record of you not sinning, and then I'll encounter you, and I'll, I'll have a defining moment with you and your friend. Jesus just says, shall I come and heal him? 
same Jesus today in your life. I think if you're crying out to God right now in a real way because of some paralysis in your life or just the situation that you find yourself in that's already overcomplicating other situations you were in before coronavirus land hit us. Jesus says, can I come and heal you? Can I come into your life and can I meet you? Can I have a defining moment with you? Jesus meets us in defining moments. Here's the next thing. Verse eight, after Jesus just puts it out there, can I come, shall I come? The, the, the centurion has a reply. The question that I'm asking right here is, how close do you have to get to Jesus to have a, a life-changing experience, to have one defining conversation or moment that alters the course of your reality moving forward forever? How close do you have to technically get for that to happen? Here's what the centurion replies to Jesus when Jesus says, can I come right now? Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a, am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I, I tell one go and he goes. I tell that one come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. This centurion, a centurion in the, in the Roman army, this Gentile, one who's not of the Jewish faith, uh, far from God, he comes to, to Jesus and he understands how authority works because he's over lots of men. He's, he's not like a, a low-ranking officer. Centurions would have lots of people under their, under their, really their care and supervision. And he says, I know how this works, God. When I tell my people that I have authority over them, they're under my authority. I tell them, go here and do this. They listen. So I know you have authority. There's a big spiritual principle here. And it's crazy that this person who's a Gentile, not one of God's uh, Jewish chosen is Israeli people, right? He's, he's not one of them. He gets the spiritual principle. You have to be under authority to exercise authority. Here's the spiritual principle. We have to be under authority to exercise authority. And many of us, we're like, I've had defining moments with Jesus, but we've never actually come under authority and we're trying to exercise authority of God in our lives. We're trying to execute some things in our lives and we're claiming the authority that, that we have in God's word, things that he tells us we have authority over, but we're not really under his authority. And maybe we've had some defining moments that have put us on a journey and they've moved us in a way closer to him, but we've not had the ultimate defining conversation that needs to happen where we come under the authority of Jesus so we can exercise the authority of Jesus. This centurion gets it. I mean, the question, when I ask the question, how close do you have to get to Jesus? in your life, to have a, a real defining moment that actually brings the change that you desperately want. How close do you have to get? I ask this question in response. Where does Jesus have dominion and power? Where is his jurisdiction? The friend in this encounter, the paralyzed, the stuck person has no lines. I mean, the, the one asking Jesus didn't think that, that the paralyzed one had to get in, had, had to physically get somewhere for Jesus to have dominion, control, power, and jurisdiction over that because he understands 
that Jesus is from God. He is the son of God. He is under the authority of the father and thus has, because of that fact, he can exercise the authority of the God of heavens anywhere. Jesus has no bounds, no limits to the power. That means he can reach you right now, despite how far away you might feel from him. It's incredible. You have to be under authority to exercise authority. And this centurion, this Gentile says, I know you can just say the words and it will happen. There's always obstacles for us to do what it takes in our lives to say, I'm going to have a defining moment. It's busyness, hecticness, other things, distractions. I'll do it later. Uh, things. Even in the midst of kind of a, a social shutdown, we've been in it long enough to know that uh, there are still things that creep into our lives that stop us from having defining moments. But here's the key. Faith gets you into the defining moment of Jesus. I would say if we were to do a, a simple survey and ask people how many right now would, would sign up for a, a knee-to-knee, face-to-face conversation, you and Jesus, in a very tangible, palatable way. A lot of us would be like, I'm in. Sign me up for that. But so few actually like experience that. And faith is the key to get us into the door to have that life-changing, defining conversation with Christ. One conversation that changes everything. Verse 10, we see we see that Jesus points us out. Here's what Jesus says in response. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Some other translations, English Standard Version says, Jesus marveled. See, faith is this gateway. We ride on the wings of faith, believing in Jesus and who he is, believing that Jesus actually is the son of God who lived a perfect life and all of his teachings are true. That's what faith is. When Jesus says, I'm coming for you and we live our lives in such a way that we're banking on that, that our hope is in that, that we have no plan B, that is what faith is. Many of us say, well, I want more faith. Here's faith. Faith is obedience in action. We take steps in our life that prove I've got no backup plan. My only plan is that Jesus is gonna come for me one day, that my eternity is secure because Jesus truly is the son of God and he will confess before his father that he knows me. There's so many obstacles for this individual to overcome to, to get to faith. I mean, Jesus was a Jew. This man was a Gentile. They, they, don't, they don't talk. It's, it's business and facts only. And many of the Gentiles would feel like it would be beneath them to talk to a Jew. They're just, the Jews were one small land that the, the great Roman Empire had conquered. One, one real small insignificant part of their empire. They're just stationed there for a while. They're not going to mess with locals. They don't have time for that. Jesus would be a professed man of peace in the way that he lived his life and what he called other people to. This soldier was a professional soldier. 
I mean, the, the obstacles for the centurion to, to come and encounter Christ and say, I know who you are. I have faith in who you are. I know that you're under authority and you can exercise authority. If you just say the word, it will happen. That's a lot of obstacles to overcome. Probably, probably as many obstacles as what I have to overcome daily and what you have to overcome daily to have defining moments with Jesus. There's a lady, I, I love these stories. There are so many stories that are just pouring out in, in our church. And, and I'm always asking uh, staff when, when they talk about them to, to give me the details or tell me the story again. I, I've heard more and I've forgotten some. And I was reminded this week of one instance uh, where recently uh, a lady was coming to our church and uh, one of our staff members just happened to be here in the lobby area. And there was an HOA meeting that had been scheduled and the, this person was looking for it. And so the staff member opened the door and understood like, well, what, what's going on? What can I help you with? And they're looking for an HOA meeting. And the question from this um, from this person who lives right here and around the church, very close, said, when, when does the church reopen again? July 5th was the answer at that time. We thought we were all coming back and we were real excited and we're getting the place ready to go. And July 5th was the answer. And uh, the words from this lady just hit me like a ton of bricks when the story was related to me. She said, I'm going to come. I'm excited to come. And here's the part of her answer that just stopped me in my tracks. She said, I didn't know that church was for me. I didn't know. See, what she went on to explain, what had, what had been happening is, and she's been kind of sitting around, hanging out on Facebook. Many of her friends, many people that she knows, people from around this community were forwarding things about church and what was going on here. And she, it's like, just curiosity, you know, it's down the street, around the corner, clicked it and began watching. And it dawned on her. She, she communicated this clearly. She said, I started to realize when I was watching online church that church was actually a place for me. When the doors open, I want to be there. So many of us have obstacles to overcome to get to a defining conversation with Jesus, one conversation that changes everything. And all of these obstacles, when we step over them, what we're exercising is faith. And it's Jesus himself who pulls us through these scenarios. What, what's crazy about, and I love the, some of the deeper details about this one incredible encounter that Jesus has in his life. He, here, here's one of them. There's only two places in the Gospels. There's only two times that Jesus ever marvels at something. You know, he stops and Jesus says, this is amazing. Hey, everybody, look at this. Wow. Only two times in all of the Gospels, and they're direct contradictions of one another. This is one of those times. Jesus sees the faith of a Gentile, one is who, who is presumably far off from God. And when Jesus sees him going through obstacles, and when Jesus sees him having faith and understanding who he is and where he came from, and the the lengths of power that Jesus has to just say, you're the person that you love is healed right now. When, when Jesus sees the faith in that person, Jesus stops everyone and goes, look at this. Wow. He marvels at it. The other time is an exact opposite time. Both of these Jesus marveling moments stand at uh, odds at one another. Mark 6.6, 6, 
Jesus marvels at the unbelief, the faithlessness of those who thought he knew them most. Those who thought that they would be the first to spot Jesus. Those who were self-prescribed looking for the Son of God, waiting for the, the return of the Messiah. Those who consider themselves to be the lookout. They had the least amount of faith in who Jesus was. For this moment, this is great news for some of us and a warning for some of us. I'd say this, it's incredible news for you if you in any way feel like you're the least, if you in any way feel like, I don't know anything about religion, I don't know anything about God, I, I'm, I'm not a religious person. If you feel far from God, if you feel like the least likely person to have a face-to-face -face conversation with Jesus, if that would surprise all of your friends, if you feel like your life has never led you to this, if you never imagined it, if it just seems far off, it's one, of the, it's one of the main people that Jesus comes from. That's one of the main types of people that Jesus has a heart for. And from the very beginning of his ministry, it's some of those people, people like you and I, that, have, that feel like I've been so far off from God before in my life. That is when he works the best and he grabs them and he has amazing encounters with them. That is great news for you. Because if you feel like you're far off and away from Jesus, chances are that you are closer to those who act like they are close. Because there's a group of, of us maybe that this is also a warning. Because the other time that Jesus was just so surprised was when those who should know him the best those who have been around the community of believers and they know the songs and they, they, know, they, they, they know all the church lingo and they, they can kind of tell you where some things are in the Bible. When those people don't have faith in their life, when they don't act like Jesus truly is their A plan for survival, that's another time when Jesus goes, I can't believe it. Matter of fact, this is one of those moments in the life of Christ where he, he stops an encounter to do a side teaching about what's happening in a spiritual realm and for eternity in the lives of people. He says this in the very next verse. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. There's a feast that will happen one day. And all those who have known Christ, Jesus says, all of our ancestors, the, those who are the beginners of our faith. They're going to be at this feast and people will come from far and wide. And then he says this in verse 12, but the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There are some that say, I'm a part of that kingdom. I know Abraham. I know the stories of old. Jesus, I know you. And Jesus says, some of those people will be thrown into a place that really is called hell. Some people say Jesus doesn't believe in hell. Jesus doesn't talk about hell. You just, you saw it for yourself right here. Matthew chapter eight, verse 12. There's, there's a place of darkness and they're thrown outside the kingdom. It's eternal and there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus talks about eternity. Jesus ushers in a kingdom. Jesus's kingdom is real. The way to the kingdom is a defining conversation with Jesus that changes everything. And the way to get through your obstacles is faith. 
understanding that Jesus has authority. If you want to have the authority of Jesus in your life to exercise some things out of your life, you've got to come under his authority. And that happens through a conversation. Verse 13, just kind of the the beautiful conclusion. Jesus said to the centurion, go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. See, your, your defining moment, it really is a, a domino effect. It's awesome for you. It's incredible for you. But it, it should never stop with you. Most times when, when Christ comes in and has a conversation that changes everything in someone's life, there's a domino effect that happens after that. We've really had it on our heart lately to make sure people really understand what it is to have a, a conversation with Jesus and become under his authority. Like, what do you really have to do? This mattered so much that uh, I wanted to walk people through just about eight important Bible texts that show from God's word exactly what you must do to be under the authority of Jesus, to have faith, to be his for eternity. And we, we put these in a, in a series of videos. I actually got my neighbor Phil to help me. Uh, we're going to put the link here on all of our social platforms so you can go and look at that. They're little episodes. They're like a minute or two long. And it just walks you through hearing about Jesus and then coming to believe who he is and confessing him and repenting of sin and being obedient to baptism and just short little videos that explain that through God's word where you can open God's word and read it for yourself. Maybe you're someone like the centurion and there's someone who's stuck and has paralysis in their life and you're coming to Jesus on their behalf and you're like, Jesus, heal this person. And yet you don't know how to, how to get them to understand who he is and introduce them. These videos, fun, short videos, me and my neighbor Phil did it, would, would help you. Either you can watch them and they would guide you through that or you can watch those videos with them or send them the videos. Uh, it's just God's word. Simple, short, sweet, Easy, an easy tool for anyone to use. Well, your story is not always about you. Um, just this last week was Father's Day. And uh, Phil, at, at the end of that experience, walking through God's word with me, Phil's like, you know, I want to be baptized. And we baptized Phil in episode nine right there and on those videos. And uh, watched him be obedient and step out in faith and say, Jesus is my A plan. I have no backup plan. It was an incredible moment. That's been some months ago. And this Father's Day, uh, Phil calls me up, he yells over the bushes like, hey, my dad's coming over on Father's Day. And I'm going to have the opportunity to baptize my dad in the backyard pool. And um, Phil's had other phone calls since then about, hey, I saw that video. And if if your domino is doing that, it's impacting other people, it's, it's hitting me. Maybe you've had a, a series of defining moments that continue to bring you closer to a step of faith that changes everything. That's the, that's the kind of faith that Jesus looks at and says, I marvel at that. Maybe you're getting close This defining moment is the beginning of two chapters that are sweeping with stories that share the power that Jesus has in his ministry. The power of Jesus brings healing to stuck people. 
using other people who exercise their faith in Jesus. And Jesus does this. Jesus reaches people who are far off. He did it then. He's alive today and he's doing it now. This is your time. One of the the most impactful things that is happening during our online season. It's, it's not just the stories of a lady that shows up and says, I'm going to be in, or a, a, a neighbor who's baptizing family members and getting baptized himself and willing to baptize anyone. It's, it's not just uh, those stories, but it's something that happens every single Sunday as we close our, our pre-recorded online service and then we dive into a virtual uh, reality where we're all kind of in this lobby together, uh, face-to-face, real time. You can talk to someone right now. You can talk to someone about a defining moment conversation that will change your life and then start a domino effect in your life. You can do that right now if you go to GCC online or Generation CC online um, and hit that link. You can make an appointment this week. Uh, Just you can look at different pastors on our team, uh, some of our different ministers, and you can click and book an appointment to meet face-to-face with someone to be a guide, a host, and to really usher you into a moment where you set face-to-face with Jesus and you get to have your defining moment conversation. Don't miss this season of your life. You are not guaranteed another. Capitalize on the opportunity to come face-to-face with Jesus. We so want to uh, be with you in those moments. This is your time. Let's do it, church.